This episode is brought to you by Bloat Games. Hiya folks, Old Man Grognard here. If you're looking for games that combine the classic RPG feel with the light, concise rule set of today's indie games in a variety of genres, you gotta check out Bloat Games. Their Survive This Rules take a cue from the old school games of yore and combine them with a stripped down but easy to understand mechanic that plays fast and fun, giving you an exciting, thrilling game session every time. Whether it's fighting off zombies, swinging a great axe and slinging spells in dark, dangerous, creature-filled forests, riding your 10-speed bike through monster-infested suburbs, or keeping the city streets safe from superpowered menaces, the Survive This System is the one that'll keep your players coming back to the table. Check out these great RPGs, in addition to card games and other fantastic things they offer, at blokegames.squarespace.com or at drivethroughrpg.com. Bloke Games. The worlds are fiction, but the fun is real. Abed than all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya folks, Old Man Grognard here. Hope you're all doing well. Nice day out and all that good old stuff. I'll let you know about games later this week. We're getting on the last week of December here, so you know how that goes. Anyway, are you race-ish? I don't mean racist. I mean race-ish. What I mean is, do you just automatically assume that the races in the role-playing game are going to be the same. As in, what kind of races do you allow in your game? Now, some games I know already answered that question. Like Astonishing Swordsman, it's just humans. And other places like that. Do you exclude certain races? Exclude certain player character races? That's very important. And if you do let them in, how do you adjust? Because I, there are a lot of books out there, especially if you're playing 5th edition and, and other editions like that. There are a lot of options coming up and races and things. There are races that I've never, ever allowed in my game, didn't have when I played it. It was like, like Dragonborn or Tieflings or something like that. Uh, you know, those to me are exception races. In other words, add them if you want. I'm pretty much dyed in the wool. If you're going to do fantasy races, elf, dwarf, halfling, gnome, that's about it. Maybe half orc or half elf if you're doing advanced. And that's about it. And everything else to me is optional. I mean, yes, I have my own pet little little pet races in say Castles and Crusade, the bluff side stuff. I love I mean, I'd let all those in. I love steam gnomes. But there's just certain races, you know, you got to think this is one of those things you got to think about when you start a campaign. It's like what do you allow, what do you not allow? Some people don't like elves, so there's no elves. Some people don't like halflings, there's no halflings. So, you know, and, and it's just something you got to consider. What you have to consider is your personal preference for it first. Sometimes I just don't like something because I just don't like it. It just doesn't, it work for me. It doesn't handle well. That's something you got to take into consideration. The other thing is, something else you have to take into consideration, how does that affect your world? 
I've had I have had games where I've seen games where the addition of a fantasy race, say there's a fantasy race added to a D and D game or something like that, and you get it out of who knows a five E supplement, Dragon Magazine, who knows. And the players really got a, oh, I really want to play this. I really want to play this. And you say, okay, you play it. That critter is usually the only one in the world. Usually. And I'm saying that because the GMs don't think about it. How would a race that is not what you want in there affect the world? How you got, you know, if you're, and if you're, this is mainly for the long run, you know, the long game campaign-wise and things like that. If somebody plays a, I don't know, somebody plays a panda bear race, how does having panda bear races affect your world? You do have to think about it at least a little bit because it just, you know, you're working on, you're dealing with verisimilitude here. You're dealing with the, you know, the, the suspension of disbelief. You're dealing with, you know, are the players going to buy this? Do you buy it? And things like that. Also, certain characters, certain races, have certain inherent abilities that may throw things off kilter in your game. If you've got a ma- a low magic, low, low fantasy world, a low, uh, low magic world, and you have this race that comes in, and all of a sudden, they're naturally magical. That's going to affect it. So I'm not saying you should not let any races in you know, that aren't in the book and stuff like that. But what I'm saying is you've got to think about these things. There's nothing wrong with allowing these races to a limited extent. Say there's not very many of them in the world. That means it's going to affect the reactions of like NPCs and things like that. And they may be only in certain areas of the world. So the world at large would not have any experience with these people. And so it could go from anything from, you know, outright hatred to wonder to, you know, things like that. And there are plot lines in there you could probably mine. You know, relations between these races and the rest of the world. Holy moly. You know, any negotiations, things like that. It'd be interesting to say the least. So, if you're going to put new races in there or cherry pick or whatever, or exclude races, think about it. Think about it for more than just a minute. You know, I'm just saying, just sit down and give it a good think and then just go from there. You know, and and don't, le- and don't let the players buffalo you too about, oh, I really want to play this. That goes for anything that you really don't feel comfortable with in a game. Anyway, I got to go start my day. So... If you guys want to talk to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognard at gmail.com, or you can drop a voicemail in Anchor. We're monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program, and I would thank you. Thanks again to Jonathan, Oliver, Gilbert, Juan, Carlos, Daniel, Dan, Benjamin, Jason, John, Allen, and Michael. Thank you, guys. Don't forget to listen to Dan Gregg's Young Y-U-N-G, Young Grognard podcast. Mark C. Wallring's The Yawning Albert Podcast, Big John Allen Large's Red Dice Diaries, those crazy guys over at Biggest Geekus, and my friend Eric Tinkar's Tavern Chat. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.
questions, comments, send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Thank you.